welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I'm Colin Rooney, partner in the Technology and Innovation Group here at Arthur Cox, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Meg Clancy, off council in our finance department, and Suzanne Kearney, off council in our corporate and MA department. Hello. Hello. In our podcast today, we will be discussing the use of electronic signatures. Maeve and Suzanne regularly encounter and consider various aspects of the execution of documents and deeds, including the use of electronic signatures as part of their practice, and they will have some practical tips which they will share with our listeners. But first, we might start by covering what is meant by the term electronic signature. An electronic signature, or e-signature, means data in electronic form used to sign an electronic document, covering a wide range of measures including, including clicking I accept, a PIN, incorporating a scan signature into a document, or a digital signature created using encryption technology. Electronic signatures were first recognised by the Electronic Commerce Act 2000 and are usually divided into three broad categories, basic, advanced and qualified. I'll speak a little bit about those categories now. Basic e-signatures are the most common type and are interpreted pretty broadly. They can be as simple as a type name at the bottom of an email or a signature created with the use of a stylus or finger trace when signing for delivery from a courier. Advanced electronic signatures is the next step up. The last year has necessitated us becoming very familiar with the creation of these signatures with programs such as DocuSign. An advanced signature must be uniquely linked to and capable of identifying the signatory. The signatory must have sole control when creating the signature, which cannot be later changed without detection. Though basic signatures have been accepted as valid signatures in previous case law, an advanced signature provides for far greater security against fraud. Finally, we have qualified electronic signatures. This is an advanced electronic signature that is created by a qualified electronic signature creation device. This requires more complex and sophisticated security measures. This is the closest legal equivalent to a wet ink signature. However, as there is a lot more steps in creating a qualified electronic signature, they are less commonly used in practice. Suzanne, it may come as a surprise to our listeners, but Irish law has actually catered for the use of electronic signatures for over 20 years. Yes, Colin, that's correct. Electronic signatures are not a new concept, and as you mentioned earlier, have been recognised in Ireland since the Electronic Commerce Act 2000. The Electronic Commerce Act is supplemented by the Electronic Identification, Authentication and Trust Services, or EIDAS for short, regulation, which as an EU regulation is directly effective in Ireland. The common law and statutory requirements regarding the execution of documents more generally also apply equally to execution via e-signature. And Maeve, does Irish law contain any stipulations in relation to a specific form of electronic signature being used for certain documents? Thanks, Colin. Well, the good news is that Irish law is technology neutral regarding the type of electronic signature that can be used. This means that if a party wishes to sign using an e-signature, any of the types of e-signature that you mentioned in your introduction can be used. However, it's worth bearing in mind that a company might have internal governance requirements around what type of e-signature it can use, and a party to a contract may have minimum requirements around what type of e-signature it will be happy to accept from the counterparty to that contract. In many cases, this may be because they view the more secure forms of e-signatures, such as advanced electronic signatures, as carrying more evidential weight. But it's important to emphasise that there's no legal requirement that a particular type of e-signature be used. In corporate and finance transactions, I expect you both must regularly encounter companies with a company seal. I wonder, is it possible to apply an electronic seal in lieu of traditional common seal? Not at present, Colin. 
There's currently no means for electronically affixing the common seal to a document. Section 43 of the Companies Act 2014 obliges a company to have a common seal on which its name is engraved and it therefore envisages the use of a physical seal. While the EIDAS regulation provides for the use of electronic seals, these are not the equivalent to the common seal required for the purposes of the Companies Act for the execution of documents. Maeve, this must be proving a challenge in finance transactions where, as I understand it, many of the transaction documents are expressed as deeds. What solutions have you seen in practice that have helped your clients? Thanks, Colin. Well, interestingly, we'd started to see a move away from defaulting to the use of the common seal in the couple of years leading up to the COVID-19 pandemic. And this was for various reasons, but most often because the individuals who would need to countersign the seal would be in different places and the seal itself could also be located elsewhere. So the use of powers of attorney had become much more prevalent. A company can grant a power of attorney to one or more individuals and that's often but not always its directors, to execute documents and deeds on its behalf. A power of attorney doesn't need to be executed using the company's common seal, which makes it very straightforward. The attorney can then execute the document or deed on the company's behalf. And from the perspective of deeds, this is particularly helpful. The common seal isn't needed on a deed where it's executed by an attorney. Instead, the key requirement that has to be met is that the attorney's signature is witnessed. So when the public health restrictions were introduced at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic and we and our clients moved to remote working, we were comfortable that clients who didn't already use powers of attorney could move to doing so. And this helped our clients get deals over the line. Thanks. That's very interesting. Um, I wonder, is it possible to execute the power of attorney itself using an electronic signature? Good question. And yes, a power of attorney can be electronically signed. This is because, as mentioned, it's not a deed and therefore doesn't need to be executed under the common seal of the company. So the issue that Suzanne mentioned earlier about there not being a means to electronically affix the common seal doesn't arise. However, it's always important to check the constitution of the company to ensure that there are no bespoke requirements regarding how that company can put a power of attorney in place. And while powers of attorney have been a very useful background, Suzanne, a legislative solution was also introduced to facilitate the use of common seals. Yes, mate, that's correct. Section 43A of the Companies Act 2014 provides that for the duration of an interim period, the company seal and the necessary signatures may be on separate copies of the same document or deed. This has proven a really helpful solution for the execution of documents under seal over the past few months. Provided there are no restrictions on the use of electronic signatures in the deed or document, one or both of those signatures may be electronic but it's important to note that the physical imprint of the seal is still required in one copy. Another point to be aware of when relying on section 43A is that it applies notwithstanding anything to the contrary in the constitution, and therefore it operates as an alternative to any provision regarding the affixing of the common seal set out in the company's constitution. Some companies may have specified in their constitutions that the signature of only one director is required when affixing the seal, So when such companies wish to rely on Section 43A, an additional signature will need to be obtained to comply with the statutory requirements. Thanks, Suzanne. And yes, agreed, this has been another very, very helpful solution. The interim period during which this solution is available is now until the 31st of December this year. May, have you mentioned certain signatures being witnessed? Um, Is it possible to witness an electronic signature? It is, Colin. Certain documents must be witnessed as a matter of law. So, for example, where an individual executes a deed, whether on its own behalf or as attorney for someone else, that individual's signature must be witnessed. 
As regards how that's actually done, where the individual electronically signs the deed, the witness must be physically present for the witnessing to be valid. And that witness can either add their own electronic signature underneath as witness, or if the witness doesn't have an electronic signature, the witness can print the e-sign document and sign it as witness using a wet ink signature. You mentioned the witness being physically present. Um, Suzanne, there has been some discussion as to whether it is possible to witness a signature via a video medium such as Zoom or FaceTime. Yes, Colin. So, as Maid mentioned, the witness should be physically present at the same location as the signatory. The remote witnessing is not recommended. This aligns with the approach of both our Law Society here and also the Law Society in England and Wales. That's been a really informative discussion on how electronic signatures are being used in practice. Maeve, um, are there any circumstances or categories of documents where an electronic signature should not or cannot be used? Yes, there are, Colin. So the Electronic Commerce Act lists categories of Irish law documents that can't be electronically signed. So these include wills, trusts, enduring powers of attorney, documents that create, acquire, dispose of or register an interest in real estate. So that would include security over land or transfers of land affidavits, statutory declarations and sworn declarations, and any documents that the rules, practices or procedures of a court or tribunal require to be wet ink signed. It's also important to bear in mind that various registries, including the Companies Registration Office, the Property Registration Authority and the Intellectual Property Office of Ireland, require certain filings to be signed using wet ink signatures. So the requirements of any relevant registry, Irish or otherwise, should always be checked before a decision is made as to whether or not to use electronic signatures. And Suzanne, from a governance perspective, you often advise on other checks that should be carried out. Yes, mate, that's right. So in addition to the circumstances you've outlined, it's important to check that there are no contractual restrictions or additional requirements regarding electronic execution. For example, within the document itself or in a company's constitution. For corporate signatory, it's also important that any internal policies and signature be reviewed to check whether they prescribe any specific requirements for execution, for example, stipulating who may be appointed as attorney for the company, or restricting the use of electronic signatures, or indeed the form of electronic signature, which it is happy to accept. Maeve, what about non-Irish parties to agreements? Can they also sign electronically? Or where an Irish party is signing a document governed by the law of another jurisdiction? Thanks, Colin. Where, where a foreign company is party to an Irish law document, you need to check two points. So firstly, can the Irish document be electronically signed? And I mentioned the categories of document earlier that can't be electronically signed. Then local counsel in that company's jurisdiction would need to confirm if there are any restrictions on the foreign company using an electronic signature generally. And in the reverse scenario, where an Irish company is party to a foreign law document, the question of whether that document can, in principle, be e-signed is actually a matter of that foreign law. If it can be e-signed, then, as Suzanne mentioned earlier, you should check the Irish company's constitution and internal policies to ensure that there's no restriction on it using an electronic signature. So we, like all law firms, have had to give legal opinions on these types of situations, in particular over the last 18 months, and these issues have been looked at in a lot of detail, and the market is very settled on how the whole process works which makes the process of closing deals very straightforward. I wonder, do any changes need to be made to a document where it is proposed that one of the parties will execute it using an electronic signature? Um, for example, do the signature blocks need to reflect this? 
So Colin, no change is required to the signature blocks. In relation to any other changes, it's important to note that the Electronic Commerce Act requires the counterparty to consent to the use of an electronic signature by another party. So while this consent may be implied, the recommended practice is to obtain an express written consent. This could be done by incorporating express consent provisions into the body of the agreement or deed. Where that is impossible, for example, because the document is already in execution form, the consent could alternatively be set out in another document, such as a side letter or in an email. As such, it's important to confirm at the outset that the counterparty is happy to accept an electronic signature, so that you can make alternative arrangements in the event that they are not. And if one party uses an electronic signature, must all the parties sign the document electronically? No, Colin. It's possible to have a document which is signed by one party electronically and by another in wet ink. And again, in those circumstances, it's important to ensure that the counterparty is happy to accept an electronic signature and that their consent has been obtained. Finally, I wonder, what practical tips would you give to parties who are planning to use electronic signatures? Um, I'm assuming that the documents are capable of being e-signed. Um, what other factors should they be considered, uh, should be considering in advance? And I might start with you, Suzanne. Thanks, Colin. So firstly, I suppose early planning is key. Things like checking signatory availability and where required witness availability, establishing if there are any specific signing requirements from a party that will need to be complied with so that appropriate arrangements can be made in advance. Even if the documents are capable of electronic signature, consider whether any document will need to be filed at a registry that needs to have a wetting signature anyway. And uh, Maeve, would you like to weigh in? Thanks, Colin. Well, as Suzanne said, early planning is so important. Law firms and clients need to make each other aware as soon as possible about how they plan to sign the documents so that any specific requirements can be addressed. And attention should always be paid to the practicalities of managing the signing process. So looking at matters such as who's going to circulate the execution versions, will a signature platform like DocuSign be used and who will control that? And when and how will documents be dated and released? So focusing on those points early on will make the completion process run much more smoothly. So that concludes today's podcast. Uh, thank you very much for joining and listening. Um, if you have any questions or on anything we discussed today, or if there's any particular issue you'd like to hear more about, please feel, please feel free to contact Maeve, Suzanne or myself. Thanks again for listening and goodbye for now.